Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds. And I also want to remind y'all to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. You can also check us out on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at Nerds at Odds. And I post daily on Instagram, and Alex posts daily on Twitter, but mine's more interesting. Yeah, Courtney posts cute photos of Kida and... Some Lots nerdy, of Pokemon cards. Yeah, nerdy photos about, you know, cool things we have around the house. I usually post updates about the podcast on Twitter. I keep telling him to make it more interesting, but he won't listen to me. <laughs> But let's get on into what we've been up to. Courtney, what have you been doing recently? Oh, work. I've been at work. Mm -hmm. When I'm at work and there's downtime, which means I don't have to deal with a customer, but I'm still cleaning and doing all the other stuff I have to do, I'll listen to podcasts and audiobooks. What are some interesting podcasts you've listened to this past week or so? I listened to one on coyotes. The animals. Yes. Okay. From uh, Stuff You Should Know. Okay. That was a good one. I've been listening to some murders. Interesting. Okay. What audiobooks have you been listening to? I listened to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Been listening to that one. Yeah, we signed up to Audible recently, last within the last week, right? Yeah. And it came with two free credits because I'm a Prime member. We used those credits to get Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Yep. They also have some cool like free books if you're Prime members. I think it rotates every month. Uh, they have Queen's Gambit, for those of you who are interested in the show. It's a free audiobook right now. Wizard of Oz is also free right now. Oh yeah? That's pretty cool. So. I have, I put 1984 by George Orwell on my list. And there was another one, but I can't remember it right now. But I plan on getting into this audiobook stuff as well. It's good when... It, it's like with podcasts. It's good to have something when you're doing something kind of mindless, like cleaning mm. or something you're used to doing like a thousand times. Yeah. So, that's... Why, uh, like, audiobooks and, and podcasts are good, because it's like, you know, just listen to one on your way to work, or listen to one while you're washing dishes, or... Yeah, so, if you have Prime, that's probably a cool thing to check out, because I you mean, get... if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already listening to pro- podcasts, so... Yeah, I'm, ass- I'm assuming we're not your first podcast, but if we are, that's very cool, and I really enjoy introducing you to this world of podcasts now. I feel like it's just the new radio show. I don't know how many people listen to the radio anymore. Sometimes we listen to the radio. Yeah, on long drives, but like shuffling through just to see what songs are there, you know? Sometimes I, I like the people. Yeah? Be nice. I, I just feel like that's like something that, that used to be a big thing, like tuning into the radio and just listening to the morning shows or whatever. I think podcasts have kind of replaced that in a way. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I bet a bunch of radio shows who are like personalities with each other or something. Mm-hmm. I bet they probably publish as podcasts too. I'm sure they have their their podcasts as well. That would make sense. Uh, I've been up to a lot of stuff. When thing. I'm at work, he gets to do whatever he wants, and then when I get here, he's like, "Let's do things together." So I can't do anything on my own. So we have a lot of stuff uh, that we've done together. But I have a lot of stuff to talk about that I've been doing recently, and a lot of it is Dragon Ball Z related, and that's because of Courtney, who wanted to do an episode where we talked about the first season of Dragon Ball Z and the first season of Sailor Moon, and we've been watching those a lot, which gave me the itch 
So, what I did was I got the DLC for Kakarot, which is the first two main story arcs in Super, the Lord Beerus arc and the Golden Freezer arc. Now I've been playing that. I put about six hours or so into it. I'm almost done with the second DLC as well. Uh, I think they're pretty fun. I feel like there's a lot of grinding, but the fighting's the most fun part of the game, so it's kind of okay. It's worth the $10 for both of them, I'd say, if you're a DBZ fan. Though I feel like this game is missing the in-depth RPG stuff that, like, a Xenoverse has, like, with your creator character and, you know, more in-depth stats and the armor and stuff does good things. But this game's world is beautiful, and I feel like they just need to take this world and add more meaningful side stuff and RPG stuff to it. I feel like that would make Kakarot a much better game. Uh, I've also been playing Tim Tim. On the PS5, which is basically Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Courtney looked at the my team. I showed her my TM Tims, my team. Uh, you thought they were pretty cute, right? They look cute. I like all the designs. I don't know if I, I'm going to say I like the designs more than Pokemon's newer designs. But I feel like they're all very cute. They did a good job designing these things. It's basically Pokemon. It's an MMO in a way. I haven't interacted with other players, but they're there in your world, and you can see them running around and doing things, which I guess just makes the world feel more alive. I've played about two hours of it. I'm still on, like, the first route. Honestly, that's something I don't really like about Sword and Shield, is the the wild areas, you know, where you can, like... Because it's, like, the wild area is a large portion yeah. of the map. And, like, it's nice to do, like, the raids and stuff to with, like, a bunch of other people, but... It just kind of feels like you like you get to the, the wild area for the first time and you're like, oh, let me just sidetrack myself with everything. There's not as much story, I feel, in Sword and Shield. How, how's the story in Temtem? I'm still making my way to the first town, so I can't really tell you. It's it's a really big island. I mean, it's it's much bigger than like a Pokemon game, so there's a lot more to do. Than like a base Pokemon game. I feel like it's a pretty decent Pokemon story. There's people running around, but it's still like, it's not a wild area. It's a, it's still like a route. So you're not like wandering off. There's a road that cuts through patches of grass that you could walk through. So it's kind of like that. I think the battling system's interesting. It's two on two usually. Mm-hmm. It's it's rare. It, you're never using one Tim Tim once you get your second one. You're always throwing two out. There might be just one wild Tim Tim, but it's always two for you. Unless I guess you can make your party only have one in it and then use one. But I don't know why you would. And then instead of PP, uh, PowerPoints is that what is that what it stands for in Pokemon? Yeah, I think I think it's PowerPoints. Each Tim has stamina, and they regain a certain amount of stamina every turn. And that could be leveled up as they level up. And each move uses a certain amount of stamina. So it's it's a little different than being like each move has its own amount of times you can use it. Well, you're playing Pokemon Uranium for the YouTube channel right now. As well as playing Tim Tim. So how do they compare? It's interesting. Pokemon Uranium is definitely a... God, when did they stop? being, like, top-down Pokemon games? Um, probably... I want to say... Black Sun and, and Moon. Was Black and White top-down? I think so. 
Well, anyways, Pokemon Uranium is still that top-down Pokemon. Well, it's supposed to be sort of like a an, an homage to the older games. Yeah. It, I think it was made during the time of Sun and Moon. Yeah, I think it came out in the early 2010s. Uranium has that more nostalgic Pokemon feel, and Temtem is definitely Sword and Shield Pokemon, but with a lot more advancements, I guess you could say. I, th I think Temtem is what Sword and Shield could have been if they put more thought into making it more of a, a modern game, whereas Uranium is just like a love letter to those older Pokemon-style games. But I have to say, I think Uranium might be a better game than Tim Tim. I've played more Pokemon Uranium than you, mm -hmm. and I really like it. You'll see what happens later on in the game, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, and maybe Pokemon Uranium, I'm saying it's better than Tim Tim because it has a bunch of Pokemon, like actual Pokemon stuff in it, whereas Tim Tim's like, you're trying, you're, you're almost it, right? Yeah, it Pokemon Uranium's actually using Pokemon stuff. I wish I wish that uh, Pokemon would actually like Nintendo would actually get behind some of these fan made games yeah. and sort of make them better, but Nintendo just kind of shuts down any like fan interaction sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, on top of those, those are the only games I've been playing on the PlayStation Five. Uh, I've also been watching Dragon Ball Super, which is on Hulu right now, subbed and dubbed. I know dubbed is. I think sub is also on there. I'm in the 100s out of like 131 episode-wise. I really like it. I think my ranking would probably go DBZ, DB Super, DBGT, and then the original Dragon Ball. Though I haven't watched all of the original Dragon Ball, but I've never been able to get into it. Try I've tried a couple times. But I feel like Super's very, very fun. Though I feel like you have to have watched Dragon Ball Z to fully enjoy super because there's a lot of inside jokes in super where like you wouldn't really get it if if you haven't seen dragon ball z because like there's an episode where they just play baseball and at the end yamcha's like sliding into home and i forget who's playing catch but he's like stops him with a kai blast and yamcha's laying there like he's dead from the cyberman attack and everybody's standing around and they're like man this feels really familiar doesn't it and that's like the the whole episode around that joke and you really wouldn't get that if you haven't seen Dragon Ball Z. But I really wish we had that pop figure. Yeah, all that. dead Yamcha. That's such a cool pop figure. Poor Yamcha, man. And in Dragon Ball Super, they don't invite him to the tournament when they have to pick 10 people. They pick Krillin, Master Roshi, and Tien, and don't pick Yamcha. So it, it, it's pretty funny. There's kind of like a bunch of like nudges towards fans of Dragon Ball Z. But I really enjoy Super. And then I've also been playing some kind of crappy iPad games. I've been playing Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, which which is it's a garbage game, but I, I've been enjoying my time with it. Yeah, it's just something to do. Yeah, and but I... Those mobile games are just something to do. I haven't spent money on it, so that's that's good. I have basically run out of quests in Fallout Shelter. Yeah, you've exhausted it. I've, I've almost... Like, there's, like, the daily quest and the weekly mm -hmm. quest, and then there's a, those... There's, like, one-off quests. Like, holidays know? and stuff? No. Like, they'll be, like, it, it. you'll find a quest while you're out looking, and it'll oh, be, interesting. like, one dweller wearing a swimsuit, go out and do this thing, you know? Awesome random stuff. Just, just like, a random one-off quest. Yeah, and I've also been playing this road-building game on the iPad that comes with Apple Arcade. I've been playing it since Apple Arcade launched. I still, I still really enjoy it. It's a puzzle game. 
you just have to figure out how to connect the houses to the the buildings the most efficient way. I've been enjoying that. You keep losing though. I don't, I, I have almost got every map, which is a city. Uh, there's like a Tokyo map, uh, Los Angeles map. It's like ten or so. I've almost got all of them to a thousand points, which which I feel pretty good about. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And now what we've been doing, which is probably the biggest part of this, what we've been up to section, because we've got a lot of stuff for Christmas, like uh, game-wise, board games and stuff, yes. and we've also been watching some other movies that have come out recently. So Speaking, speaking of just Christmas as a whole, we had a great time, didn't get all the presents in in time to give them to people. Yeah, U- USPS uh, let us down a lot. USPS hates me, okay? <laughs> I ordered... Alex and I ordered Unis Honest shirts. Same day. Same day. Same time. Yeah, and, and they appear to have started from the same warehouse. They started from the same place in, like, Illinois or something. And Alex got his... Like, two days ago. Two so. days ago. And mine has been in transit for four days. Four days! And this happened with, uh, I think, on MeUndies as well. This happened with what? the MeUndies... This happened with my brother-in-law's present for Christmas. Yeah. USPS hates me. They say that it's it's for me, and they go, ah, we can't let her have this. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I didn't put these in any particular order, so I'm just going to go down this list. We played Risk. I won. Yeah, Courtney got me a board game of Risk. Mm-hmm. It's the base version. I really enjoy Risk. Courtney, he, Courtney he beat me. He easy on me, but... I did. He didn't plan to lose. Yeah. Instead of she left herself open, where I could have taken. She had North America locked, and I had a pretty strong army, and I could have taken North America from her. But instead, I decided to just lock up all of Asia and then hoard my soldiers on a place. And I figured I would just accumulate bigger armies and then wipe her out after a little while longer. But she tried to get North America back from me, and due to poor dice rolls, I also lost my foothold in Asia. And it was rough. And also, he traded in some sets, and then I traded it. I was sitting on two sets, traded those in, got great amount of armies, and then just swept. Yeah. So so poor rolls, and Courtney sitting on sets is kind of what did me in. I learned that from my friend Connor. Yeah. To just sit on a bunch of sets and let the person turn in their sets, and then you just destroy them. Yeah, there's nothing in the rule book against it that I could find, so I allowed it. We also did this escape room in a box, and it's called Werewolf... Experiment. The Werewolf Experiment. I really enjoyed this one. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, it took us almost... It it says to time yourself for an hour. I think it took us 50 minutes or so to do it. Yeah. It, it, was, it was pretty engaging, mm-hmm. I guess is the right word. We would have liked to give it to Courtney's sister and our brother-in-law, but there's a lot of things that you have to, like write on the sheets of paper in there yeah and you would have there's to there's like word searches and crosswords and uh like uh one of those uh fortune teller thingamabobs that you did in middle school yes. if you're about our age yeah but and then you'd have to like reprint all that material and it needs to be double-sided and our printer doesn't do double-sided it's a whole deal but you could reprint all the materials for free if you had a printer that could do it but i really enjoyed our time with escape room in a box the werewolf experiment it was pretty fun. We did an escape room. Like a, a year ago? Yeah, probably thanks around Thanksgiving 2019 or so. Yeah. It's been a while, but it was a lot of fun. We did it with two of our friends. We blew through that one. Well, they kept giving us hints. We didn't ask for hints, but they kept giving us hints. Yeah. 
But I mean, was it a 30 minute or an hour long room? I don't remember. I remember it was gingerbread man thing. Yeah, we did it in under half the allotted amount of time. We did it so fast, they let us go into another room and, and look at it. Yeah, they were like, oh, come check out. We're going to have this one yeah, this set is an... up at some point. Yeah, they're like building a room. And they're like, look at it. What do you guys think? There was like a car in there. It was real weird. Yeah, I think you were supposed to be locked in a garage and you had to try to get your way out or something. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I honestly thought this escape room in a box... We created a lot of that. It captured the experience. You know, the, it's kind of hard to do when it's all, like, you know, you can't find, like, little tiny animals in... Yeah, in a, you're not moving stuff, actually. Or the one we did, you had to, like, crawl... One of us had to crawl underneath, like, a door. It's like, a little We hole. all had to crawl. But we had to, like, find all these candy canes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's less interactive i guess because you have to do like these puzzles yeah that you wouldn't normally do yeah and you're not like changing rooms and things but from like just a mental engagement aspect i thought this was on on the on par with that it was a ton of fun i liked it we're gonna get i think we're getting another one we have one coming in from hunter killer Yes. Through Amazon's... Well, it's not an escape room in a box. It's a... It's just another murder mystery thing. Yeah. And we also have another murder mystery that uh, my parents got us for Christmas. We haven't touched yet. So next week, we can talk about that. I think the Hunter Killer one comes in in probably two weeks. We've also done this trivia dispenser game. It has 1,200 questions in it, divided into 12 categories. Courtney's beat me once. I beat her once. I beat her once. We played it twice. I beat you once, you beat me once. It's fun. I like trivia games. Yeah. We have a nice collection of Trivial Pursuits going. We need to continue with that at some point. Sure. And uh, we did this Montague Island puzzle book. Yeah, it's like those sort of like word puzzles where you're trying to figure out, like, oh, there's an English man and he does not have the cat, you know, and you got to figure <laughs> out, like, what house he lives in, what nationality there are, uh, what pet he has, what drink he likes to drink, yeah. and like they, that sort of thing. I, I found them pretty challenging. Um, there's a lot of deducing you have to do. There's a there's a few of them where it's like, how would I know this? And they try to give you like you can look at the back and see the answers, but yeah, and there's like a story to go along with it. I, I think it's a pretty interesting book. Yeah, it's fun. Along with that, we've been watching DBZ and Sailor Moon. We are probably five or so episodes from being done with DBZ. Probably ten from being done with season one of Sailor Moon. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do an episode where we compare both seasons. I've really enjoyed Sailor Moon so far. I love Sailor Moon. DBZ's good. I don't like the fight stuff. It just, it takes so long. Well, that's that's the whole payoff. That's, that's, that's not, what you wait it's for. It's not payoff for me. I much prefer, like the characters talking to each other but like the, they're having a fight and then they sit there for like five minutes talking to each other and and then they fight and it's kind it looks lazy to me because it's just blurs and it's the same blur it's like they took like five frames and mm-hmm. they're like psh, 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 psh. yeah but we're getting through that are you gonna want to continue watching it I would like to. The problem I have with DBZ, like starting with DBZ and not starting with the original Dragon Ball, right, is that I feel like 
I'm missing things. They keep bringing things up, and I'm like, I want to know what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I just feel like they give you enough to understand what's happening in the moment, and then it's not going to matter once you get deep. I know into it the doesn't show. matter, but like, I want like I want to know. <laughs> okay. I think, and I'm being for real about this. I think I could write a good Sailor Moon movie. Just, just wait. Things are about to happen. And, and I'm being for. I might actually sit down and do this. It's been a week or so. I think I could write a good Sailor Moon movie. And I think Sailor Moon is more conducive to a good movie than Dragon Ball is. There, there's some stuff about to happen that it might throw a wrench in your movie plan. <laughs> we'll see how season one wraps up. And we also watched almost the entire first episode of Psych. It's a long one. Yeah, I've never seen it before. We, we watched about 45 minutes. It's an hour and six minutes of it, but I, I was falling asleep last night and we haven't gotten back to it. It's on Peacock for free. You can watch the whole series for free. Yep. Um, I've seen a couple episodes a long time ago, but Courtney and I think about getting into it. Courtney really enjoys the show. I, I you know, I watch the and show I, all the time. I really like the the main cast, the two guys. They're pretty, they have a good relationship. I forget the uh, the one guy's name, but I know Dooley Hill. Yeah. He's great. I and, love the dad. I love I love all the characters. Yeah. That I don't know if they're gonna like what's going on with the woman because she's a different woman than in the TV show, and I don't know if they're gonna be like, oh, well, she got that girl got fired, and then they got brought in this new girl. Yeah. I hope that's what they do, and not just be like, oh, this is the same person. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, they also they also released a psych movie the second psych movie this year or i guess 2020 last year apparently because we're recording this january 1st and it's crazy to see this show still kicking oh people love it it went off the year a while ago now yeah people love this show but yeah i I can't blame them i love this show yeah nerds at odds is made possible by our supporters over on patreon.com slash nerds at odds if you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early Gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more. Consider supporting us over there. Thank you. So that's what we've been doing, and now I want to do some non-spoiler reviews for We Can Be Heroes on Netflix and Soul on Disney+. Plus. I don't think we're going to do a spoiler review for We Can Be Heroes anytime soon unless you guys tweet at us or send us messages on Instagram or something saying you want it. And uh, we're probably going to spoil Soul in our Pixar movie rankings episode whenever we get around to that yeah so that's when you can expect to see those spoiler reviews but non-spoiler let's start with we can be heroes what did you think i mean it's a kid's movie it's rough to watch as an adult yeah but it's supposed to be like empowering to for children for children i think the message is fine the message is not bad i don't know how they got pedro pascal into this yeah, me, me neither. Pedro Pascal's having a huge career moment like right he, now, but I don't know why he's in this. He's the best part of anything he's in, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in The Mandalorian, he has to compete with a cute puppet of Baby Yoda, but he's great as The Mandalorian as well. But We Could Be Heroes is from Robert Rodriguez, who directed the Spy Kids films and Shockboy and Lava Girl, and it's a quasi-sequel to Shockboy and Lava Girl, because their their characters are in this movie. Yeah. They couldn't get Taylor Lautner, but they're leaving the window open. Yeah, they put a guy who looks nothing like him in the outfit, but he doesn't talk. But he's wearing a mask mostly on his face. He doesn't speak. He growls, I think, yeah, at one growl. point. Yeah, shark growl. Shark growl. Well, he doesn't say this is shark growl. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, I don't think sharks can actually growl. I don't know why 
he growls. Yeah. It's a cute movie. We enjoyed watching it. We gave it... I think we're in agreement on this, on the Notes at Odds rating scale. We gave it a bad. It's bad movie. But it's not boring. It's bad, but it's fun. Yeah, so if you're gonna... I mean, you could get an enjoyment out of it if your kids want to watch it. I don't think it's as good as Shockboy and Lava Girl. I've seen Shockboy and Lava Girl as an adult with my younger siblings, and I found it more enjoyable than this. I remember the 3D glasses, and they were they were Sharkboy and Lava Girl <laughs> themed. Yeah, and I remember liking Spy Kids as well, especially the second one who was on that island. But I haven't seen those recently enough to... Well, there, you don't really see much Spy Kids stuff. Yeah, this has nothing to do with Spy Kids. I'm just saying, like, his films. Sure. They all kind of have the same feel. I mean... I enjoyed it, though. Yeah, uh, it, it was fun to watch. There's a bunch of stupid stuff in it. Yeah. And we gave it a bad. But it's on Netflix. You probably have Netflix. If you want something dumb to watch... Maybe throw on We Can Be Heroes. babe, she had to go into that shark frenzy. Yeah, the little girl had the to do it. The little girl she had to shark go into strength. shark it has, it has horrible acting. Except for Pedro Pascal, yeah, because so, he's fantastic. Some horrible CGI. A bunch of dumb leaps in logic. But it's not the it's not the worst thing you can sit down and watch with your kids. They're gonna make you watch worse stuff, I I'm, guarantee you. I'm still not entirely sure if, like, the, the, the people were in on what was happening. The parents? Yes. I think so. But they were trying to escape. Uh, leaps in logic, babe. It's not, I'm so it's, confused. It's, yeah, it's not a well-made movie. We gave it a bad, but it's it's a fun bad. Next up, we have Soul, Pixar's latest film. It's free on Disney+. Plus. You don't have to pay the premiere $30 for it, which is weird because you had to pay you it. You had to with, do that with Milan. And you have to do it with the new Disney movie coming out in March, the Raya and the Land of the Lost Dragon or whatever. So it's weird they make you pay 30 and eat each for those, but you get pick uh, Soul for free, and you got Onward for free. Yeah. It's weird. They, they just don't think Pixar can bring the money in. Because I, Onward and Soul are both much better than the live-action Milan. Yes. And, I mean, Disney makes good animated films, but... Maybe it's because they're spending more money on... Perhaps. I still think Disney ones. should do something where you can get, like, pay $30 a year on top of your Disney Plus subscription to get premiere access, and then you can watch these films early or something. I, f- I feel and like... I feel like they're, they still have stuff in their, like, vault yeah. still. So it's like, just let us have access to that. You have this service, just let yeah. us have access. Yeah, I think $30 is a lot to ask for one movie. But anyway, Soul, you don't have to pay extra for Soul, and I don't know what I can say... Without spoilers, I didn't watch anything about it. I didn't know what it was about going into it. So. I thought it was really good. I gave it an excellent. I think it's it's really great. It has a good message. Yeah. It's, it's, it's up for interpretation a little bit, what what it's trying to tell you. Yeah, it's, I think. it's funny. I Yeah, it's very funny, very heartwarming. Yes. I find animated kids' films, I don't know if I want to say cringy often, I, f- I feel awkward watching them when moments happen that I feel like I would be awkward in. Um, and that's just me, you know? When I It's s- not even kids' movies. It's any movie. Yeah. It's any TV show. Like, what what, what, what were... Like, Monk, I feel like sometimes. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I, 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 I feel very awkward. But I feel like kids' films, they have these moments that are very awkward because like, funny in ways. Yeah. And I feel like most people find them funny. But it hurts films for me when I see them. 
because I'm like, man, I hate this five minute section here. It's very awkward. But I didn't find that with Soul, which I very, I much appreciated. There was never a moment I was like, man, I got behind my eyes. I can't watch this right now. I don't like. Listen, I know those cringe moments, clearly. But you're you take it to this strange level where you're like, I can't look at the screen. I can't do anything. Just make it go away. And I'm like, sit down and watch the show. <laughs> so so yeah, Soul didn't have any cringy moments for me. I, I thought the message was good. It was up for interpretation. And I don't think me and Courtney agree with what it's saying. Oh, and there is no in credit scene. So don't don't, yeah, don't watch all the credits. Yeah, for some reason, for the, inc- the, the credits are 15 minutes long. Awesome. The credits is... are really cute, though. Yeah, they have some good uh, animations in there. Yeah. I think there's a lot about this film from listening to other people who knew about it before it came out, like watch trailers and stuff. There's a lot in this film that Pixar apparently didn't show in trailers. I think a lot of the more heady stuff, I guess, you know, the conceptual ideas. Yeah. I don't think they let in on. So there's that you could be surprised for. I really enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I thought it was really good. A little confusing at times, a little bit, but other than that, it was great. Yeah, I gave it an excellent. Would you say excellent as well? Sure. And I... I mean, I don't rate the movies. You don't rate... Cody doesn't rate the movies on air. <laughs> and whenever we do this Pixar episode, which is probably months from now, I'm assuming, I think it's probably going to be up there. I'm going to say probably stays in the top five. There are 18 Pixar films. It's just so hard for me to pick my favorite. Yeah. And everyone has their own favorite. Our friend Jamie has his favorite as The Incredibles. And... I have it lower because of my own personal experiences with the movie, and he hates me for it. And I bet Cause is going to be my favorite Pixar film. I'm going to throw it out there. How dare you? I I like stupid movies. I know. I think Cause is going to be my favorite Pixar film. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on patreon.com slash nerds at odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, Consider supporting us over there. Thank you. And now let's get on to the topic of the show, a review of Wonder Woman 1984. We just got done watching it about an hour or two ago, collected some of our thoughts. And let's give a little bit of a non-spoiler thoughts on this movie before we hop into spoilers, just in case the listeners want to know what we thought about the movie, but don't want to have it spoiled for them yet. I thought it was fine. Thought it was fine? Yeah, I mean, it's not the best superhero movie, but it's good. Yeah, uh, real quick, I just want to remind people you can watch it on HBO Max for free until January 24th, so be sure to do that if you're interested in it. And I I echo Courtney's opinion. I thought it was fine. I've been seeing a lot of hate for this movie on, like, Twitter and stuff about it being nonsensical or as bad as Suicide Squad and things like that. And that's that's very hyperbolic, I think. I don't think it's that bad. Um, yeah, I thought it was... It's not as good as the first Wonder Woman. The acting's great. I like the acting. Yeah, I like the acting a lot. I think perhaps the first Wonder Woman has more of a serious tone and this one is it's a little more playful in parts, perhaps. Yeah. It's just the setting being World War One versus 1984, It's it's two different tones in the world, you know? What let's see, what what can we talk about without spooling the movie? Do you think people should watch it? I think so. I think you should watch it definitely if you have HBO Max since it's on there for free, uh, for thirty one days. So be sure to catch that if you did want to see it. 
If you haven't done a free trial yet of HBO, they don't have free trials. They don't have free trials. No, HBO Max got rid of. Yeah, HBO Max got rid of free trials as soon as they announced they're releasing all them new movies day and date. They're like, no free trials. Cool. Um, but if you have HBO Max, there's tons of great stuff on there. So, yeah, it's Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You got The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Friends. Friends. Yeah, the entire Criterion collection of classic movies. Yeah, everything that's on HBO normally. So it's worth getting. And I'd say definitely watch it if you have the service. I would even say if theaters were open and it was like a normal year, that it's it's worth paying to go see it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I gave it an entertaining on the patented Nerds at Odds rating scale. Not patented. Never will be patented. But would you agree with entertaining? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's uh, good. It, it's pretty much dumb fun, I guess. It's it's a bit more. It's not as dumb as Thor Ragnarok is in a way, if that makes sense. It's not like hey, jokes all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's not a comedy like Thor Ragnarok is, but it's not as fun of a movie either. So, I think it's entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. I think it was a bit long. It's over two and a half hours. I don't know what I would have cut out, but I don't. I don't. I didn't feel it. I yeah. didn't feel the the hours. I think. I, I I think maybe it's get, because you're a boy. Maybe when we when we get into the spoilers, I, I I just thought of a place I would cut some time off. I think, but I thought it was entertaining, definitely worth watching. And I guess once we get done with this review, I'll give you my ranking of all the DCEU films, and I, I think it's up there. Yeah. So stick around for that. Now let's hop on into spoiler territory. Anything you want to spoil right off the gate, or do you kind of want to just go through it? Uh, we can just go through it. Not, you know, say every... No, we're not going scene by scene, but just the first things that pop into our head, try to keep it chronological so y'all listening at home can keep up. Gal Gadot is the most attractive woman in the world, in my opinion. (laughs) She is gorgeous. She's right up there in my head with Audrey Hepburn, who is like the pinnacle for me. I think that when Gal Gadot got cast, people gave her a lot of hate. Why? She's not, like, super muscular, and she doesn't seem like a great fighter. I think a lot of people wanted uh, Gina Carino, or however you pronounce her last name, the girl who plays Cara Dune in Mandalorian. She would have been cool, too. Yeah, she was like an, she's an actual MMA fighter. But Gal Gadot was in the Israeli military, She, you know. I mean, I'm sure she can take care of herself. Yeah. So but she seems like the sweetest kindest human being and also like the most attractive woman in the world yeah she seems great and i think all that hate was unwarranted i think she's a great wonder woman yeah i think they mishandled ben affleck's batman in the movies he's in but other than ben affleck as batman wonder Woman's probably the best casting decision they've made in the dceu sure i like gal gadot not considering side characters i like i like jason momoa as aquaman yeah but i don't like aquaman so I think Yeah, me either. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Jason Momoa is also great. Yeah. So the first fifteen, twenty minutes of this movie takes place like in a flashback at to her childhood. And what I was saying earlier, this is the part I'd probably cut down a lot. Well it, that this part holds the moral for the whole film. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was uh like the moral through line was poured. I thought it was pretty cool. It, I just thought it was action. I suppose. It's like some sort of competition thing yeah, and for like the greatest warrior, perhaps. Yeah, and she's still know. a little kid and competing in it. I, I don't, I, I didn't really get what I was trying to say. And I don't really, I didn't feel that connection at the end of the movie. Uh, I probably would have made this much shorter. 
Mm-hmm. But that's the only plot I can think of off the top of my head that I would have uh, cut a lot out of. Yeah. What did you think of Pedro Pascal as Max Lord, the main villain? I wish he didn't get rid of his mustache. He's much more attractive with the mustache. Now, Pedro Pascal is a great actor. He's fantastic. And I just want to say, he is he is having a huge moment right now with The Mandalorian just ending. He's in Wonder Woman 1984. He's in the new uh, Boy and Lava Girl sequel type movie that came out on it's Christmas. It's called We Are Heroes, I think. Yeah, he's in that as well. And... He's having a huge time right now, and I loved him in Game of Thrones. He was great as uh, Oberyn or Aubryn Martell. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see that he's getting a lot of attention recently. I think he's a great actor. He, like, seeing him in The Mandalorian and seeing him in Wonder Woman, you get to, like, in The Mandalorian, he's very calm, you reserved. know, reserved. Yeah. And in Wonder Woman, he's kind of manic. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think his role, probably how it was written, had the chance to come off as really overacted and cheesy, mm-hmm. in a way. And I feel like he still portrayed that, like you said, manic portion of it without being zany, I suppose is what yeah, I'm looking for. Yeah, he's not, he's not like, it doesn't feel like he's acting, it feels like this guy is actually losing touch with yeah. reality. Like, I get Jesse Eisenberg as um, Lex Luthor in the DCEU, his character is kind of the same, supposed to be manic, but Jesse Eisenberg comes off as wacky. Over the top. Yeah, wacky. Yeah. It's it, it's poorly done. Pedro Pascal does a great job in this film. I thought that uh, him as a villain was kind of like Lex Luthor to Superman in a way. It's like, you don't really pose a threat to the superhero you know, Superman as, could just as much as the world. Yeah, Superman could come down and, and kill Lex Luthor easy, and Gal Gadot, uh, once she has her powers back as Wonder Woman, could easily kill this man. Yeah, it's kind of like how they plot is the threat that what they're plotting. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if I really like the whole he's like a genie getting wishes, monkey's paw thing. It was fine. I mean, if that's what the, the... I don't know if that's what the comic book yeah. has. But if that's what the comic book has, at least they're being accurate, yeah. I suppose. And then we had Cheetah. Kristen Wiig plays Cheetah. I thought she was good. I, I liked her... Descent? Un, I, I, yeah, I liked her character until like she became Cheetah. They didn't do much of, of with her as Cheetah. I'm not entirely sure how... She got fur in the end. She she said she wanted to be an apex predator. Yeah, I know, but he was like giving her stuff. Yeah, you know, like oh, take the take their rage. Yeah. Take the. I don't think a cat wished something, <laughs> you know. And he was like, yeah, take the yeah. fur and I the tail. In in the comics, or at least from what I've gathered from playing the Injustice games with her story, mm-hmm. is that she was cursed by by some type of like gods maybe like egyptian gods or something like that sure and that's why she's a cheetah but i I felt like this movie the biggest problem i had with it that is that it kind of some of the plot points felt over thought out like too contrived like i think it would have made more sense if the plot of the movie is you give something in return for what you wish for but you don't mean to give it yeah, it's, it's it's supposed to be like the thing you value most, but then it just becomes whatever Max Lord wants it yeah. to be. And like, it's like, oh well, 
I'll take your health. I'll take your 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 oil reserves. Yeah. I'll take your power. You uh, yeah, that that the the whole oil reserves. I'm like, it's it's whatever. You know, I, I don't know what Max Lord wants really. But back to what I was saying, uh, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, she gets two wishes, and the only reason she gets that second wish is because the screenwriters thought they needed to tell you why she becomes a Cheetah. Is what I thought about. I feel like it would have been fine if they were just like, oh yeah, she's named Cheetah because she wears leopard print and she has this like the same powers as Wonder Woman. Yeah, that would have been fine. And also, I thought the whole point of her character was that she's giving up her, her humanity yeah. for what she wants. And that her first wish turns her into a Cheetah as like her final form. She's given up all her humanity is symbolic. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, I think that they, they, they didn't have to explain why certain things happened as much as they did. Like... With Chris Pine's character, why does he come back in a different body? That doesn't matter. That's just like an extra plot point for no reason. It serves the same purpose. It's if... so they can have that end scene. Where they magically, uh, magically go to Christmas. Yeah, from 4th of July to Christmas. It's like, oh, it's 4th of July. Now it's Christmas. Yeah. And there's the guy that your boyfriend was in. And he's wearing that outfit that you picked out for your boyfriend that he didn't like. <laughs> And you're gonna be with him now. No, it it was just like, oh, this is a cute little thing, but she's still not gonna be with him. Okay. He's just like, all right, bye, like, see ya, <laughs> like bye. I thought the, hmm, I'm trying to think back. I think I like Pedro Pascal as the villain more than whoever the main villain was in the first movie. I know it was Ares, but I I can't remember what he was like human form as. He was Remus Lupin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know that, but I think I like Pedro Pascal's villain better. And this movie doesn't have a third act with a dumb you mustache. Know, maybe that's why they made sure he didn't have his mustache. Oh, is there a mustache in this entire movie? Hmm. You have to go back. Hmm. Go back and watch Wonder Woman 1984 and let us know if you see a single mustache on a man. <laughs> a full beard is, is not a mustache. We're talking a singular mustache. Just a mustache. Yeah. Maybe. They were like, oh no, they'll figure out he's the bad guy. Yeah, we can't put a mustache can't on him. Put a can't yeah. put a mustache on this man. <laughs> See, I, I I enjoyed the ride. Uh, I like Chris Pine. It was fun. There, they... there. It was just there. There was some dumb things, like, like the inv- invisible jet. Yeah. How she gets the invisible jet? Yeah, I don't like that she can turn things invisible herself. Like that's just a power she has now. And she's like, oh well, I mean, I turned, a, I, I, I made a coffee cup go invisible. I still haven't found it. Yeah. But I feel like in the DCEU movies, this is much better than you could expect, right? Yeah. And I feel like if this was an MCU film, this is like Ant-Man level, middle of the road. I mean, it's not bad. It's not like Thor, Thor Dark it's World. Just, it just sort of, it like in Ant-Man, how they're like, oh, well, you shrink down, but you retain your density and your weight, and that's why you can punch real good. Yeah. But not the tank on my keychain, or the giant building I'm taking with me, or like whatever. It yeah, it's is. it's a fun ride that uh, if you think too hard about, you might come away with some annoyances. Yeah, but it's not like horrid. It's not the Justice League. Yeah, it's- and at the at the end of the movie, they're like speaking to everyone through like the power of science magic thing. Yeah, and 
they're they're like, oh, well, everybody, you know, if you take back your wish, everything can go back to how it was and you won't lose anything. And you're like, you're great on your own. I don't care how many times you tell people that. There's going to be plenty of people that are like, oh, I'm not taking back my wish. Yeah. And I'm not really sure how he was talking to him or how Wonder Woman was talking to him at the end. She kind of broke that camera. He was standing in some light beam. I'm not sure what it was doing or where it was coming from. Yeah, how was her was... putting a lasso on him? Like, just... It's very unexplained. Yeah, don't really think um, about it. Also, it's just kind of... Like, I can just imagine... Because obviously, if you're like... They have a dumb example in the movie. Like, people are having a fight while this program is going on. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I wish you would drop dead, and she dies. And it's obviously like, yeah, I, I wish I would... I did, I'd, I'd take back my wish. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's plenty of people that'd be like, nah, I got all this money. Yeah. Who cares what I lost? You know? It's just Yeah, weird. so, I thought it was a good movie. Entertaining on the nerds at eyes scale. Because I had a fun time watching it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah it, there's just, you know, there's just some things. Yeah. Just play by your own rules, movie. Like, I'm not saying, like, do whatever you want. I'm saying, like, you set rules out, yeah. do them. Also, does the stone come back now? I think the stone's gone forever. Well, no, no, he didn't die. He didn't die. No, he reversed his wish. He renounced his wish. So where's the stone at now? I would assume the stone does come back. It's gotta come back, right? Yeah, because that would be reversing his wish. Though, I, I, I'm confused. Like, this movie ha- cannot take place in the universe they've done. I think DC scrapped that idea anyways. Because in, like, Batman v Superman, she's like, I've left humanity alone for 100 years or whatever. But, like, 36 years ago, nukes were flying off and then disappeared immediately. And Well, not only that, like, she she was just doing random heroics, crime saving yeah. as well. So, it, clearly, she hasn't left the world alone. Yeah, so I, I think this movie exemplifies that they're done with this idea of a connected universe. Possibly. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to see if they do a a third movie. They might. I'm assuming it's doing well, at least, like... Yeah, I don't think HBO's gonna, or Warner Brothers is ever gonna release the numbers. Like, Disney doesn't, Netflix doesn't. I don't know who's watching this in theaters. You I can... wouldn't go to theaters. HBO now. Max, the Wonder Woman release on HBO Max is only available in America. So you have to go see it in theaters internationally. Well, that's, that's just rude. You're yeah. just going to cause people more people to get sick if they want to go see this movie. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's because HBO Max is only available in America right now. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. So, so I guess they have no other option. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could let other streaming services have at it. Um, if they want to buy it, I guess, off of them. Yeah. Maybe. I heard it didn't do great on its opening weekend. I'm sure it wouldn't because there's Obviously. You know, a pandemic going on. But I think the the director, I don't know if she means this, but she said she wanted to release it to, you know, make people happy during the holiday season, which is nice. Uh, I'd hope she means that. She seems like a nice person. Yeah. So I'm excited. I I wish they would make a Superman sequel with Henry Cavill one of these years. Yes. But uh, I doubt we're going to get that. Probably not. I wish Ben Affleck would have got Batman movie, but I doubt we're going to get that. Probably not. So... Wonder Woman's the best series they have going for them. Wonder Woman's great. Listen, yeah. she can stay Wonder Woman forever, in my opinion. She's great. Yeah. 
And maybe and not. I, and that I'll, I'm not gonna spoil this, but if you've seen it, the end credit scene is awesome. Uh, it's it's mid credits. Mid credits. So, yeah, yeah, don't don't skip through the credits. Just just watch like the first minute of the credits, then the scene will happen. Yeah, it'll happen, and then you can just be like, okay, I'm done. There's no like <laughs> end in credit scene. Yeah, but it's great. Yeah, it's, it, a, it's a cute little nod. It was very nice. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Now, guys, it is time that we discuss the DCEU as a whole, and I'm gonna... I've watched all nine films that are kind of connected. I didn't watch Joker, because I don't feel like it's connected to this DCEU umbrella they have going. I didn't watch Shazam, because I thought it looked dumb. That's my own personal opinion. Alex watched it, he said it was okay. So, I'm just gonna go bottom, number nine, through number one, and we'll kind of discuss each film a little bit, just to get... Our thoughts from on the record. So number nine, I think is Justice League. I think Justice League is a bad movie, and not bad. We can be heroes, bad, bad as in it's it's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. That's supposed to be like high production value feel. I don't think it's the worst one out of the my... DC films. Yeah. Mm. Well, I just think like maybe some of it is because they have. The two different directors. The Zack Snyder cut comes out sometime this year. I think March or April. And the film feels because of the two different directors that it's just a bunch of trailers put together. Like here's a three minute, here's three minutes and they're not really connected for me. And also all the drama behind the scenes that are going on with what Josh Whedon did with all the actors and stuff. So I, I just feel like it had so much potential because you have all these great heroes, but it was rushed and mishandled, and I think it's bad. Next, I have Suicide Squad. This is my bottom. You think this is worse than Justice League? Yes. Why, why do you think that? It's just like, at least in Justice League, you know some of the characters, like you've had movies for them, whereas in Suicide Squad, they're just like, here, have connections with these characters, and we'll, we're only going to give screen time to, like... Yeah. Two. I think the thing that puts Suicide Squad by Justice League for me is that Suicide Squad is has some moments of fun and Will Smith's Deadshot and Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn are great characters and I feel like they, they those are some shining moments in this trash pile that Justice League doesn't have at all. Uh-huh. Well, I liked Cyborg, honestly. I thought he was a fun character. I think in Justice League. Yeah, I think that Cyborg is going to be good in Zack Snyder's cut when you can see him have some character moments. Listen, I like all the actors in Justice League, okay? I agree with that. But I don't like plenty of the stuff in Suicide Squad. I love Margot Robbie. I love Will Smith. But there's so much in Suicide Squad where it's just bad. So you're saying... And ju- especially Jared Leto yeah. as the Joker is awful yeah that is true so you're saying justice league is kind of like an even keel whatever and suicide squad has some better moments as margot robbie will smith and some horrible moments like jared leto yes i feel that i i I wouldn't be mad if you switched these around i think this is also a bad movie and uh, what's the the big bad's name is it like the enchantress enchantress yes i i kind of thought it was the mummy remake (laughs) for a bit whenever i saw commercials for it yeah so and, and also one. you got like captain boomerang and like people don't care yeah. about some of these characters no people don't care about anybody else other than the the two that are good well i feel like killer croc 
Oh, I mean, people go into the movie knowing about him? Yeah. Yeah, Like, okay. you know about Killer Croc. Maybe you know about Dante? Diablo. Diablo. You know about Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know about Deadshot. I feel like, well, Deadshot's been big in the Arrow TV show. Yeah, so. but, like, you know. Fans kind of know who the character is. Yeah, but, like, Captain Boomerang? <laughs> yeah. But I'm, he's kind of funny in the movie. And that's why, well, he might be kind of funny, but then they kill him off, like, immediately. Do they kill him off? No, he doesn't die. Who dies immediately? Slipknot. Slipknot The guy who can climb anything. The, the guy who can climb anything. He's got a grappling and hook. And let's not forget that the the woman with the sword that, like, traps people's souls. Her name? I don't remember Katana. It. Katana. Dumb name. <laughs> like, they don't, they barely talk about her and she's like one of the more interesting characters in the movie yeah. i get that are you excited for the guy who wrote and directed guardians of the galaxy one and two is making a suicide squad movie that's kind of like a reboot with i think this most of the same characters do we have to have captain boomerang in i don't know i don't know if he's in it i know that uh holly quinn and Deadshot are in it i'm pretty sure that's fine but i don't think it's a sequel i think it's a reboot do you think the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy is going to make Suicide Squad good? We'll see. You know, I mean, you thought that Knives Out was going to be awful because it was made by the guy who did Last Star Je- Wars, Last Jedi, Je- yeah. Last Jedi, and it's a great movie. Yeah, I I think Guardians of the Galaxy, the tone probably works better with Suicide Squad than whatever this Suicide Squad was. Yeah, so that's why it's my bottom. Okay, that's fair. Number seven, I have Aquaman, and I'm gonna say it's boring. It's boring. And I feel like I like Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is very charismatic. Yep. And I like him as Aquaman. Yep. But this movie is just a CGI it's, mess. I, it's so hard when action scenes happen and you're bored. You yeah, I, f- I fell asleep during the last fight of this movie. Like, There's last so 25, many 30 action minutes. Scenes. And also, like, this Aquaman just doesn't care. You know, like, I love Jason Momoa. Yeah. But this the this version of Aquaman that they have in this movie just doesn't care. He doesn't care about all the animals he's killing mm. in this war. He doesn't care about having the throne at all. He doesn't... He just doesn't care. Until a woman tells him to care. Yeah. And I just... I, I found it boring. I don't like the crisscrossing of the map to find the four million things you need to find... Like, they go to the desert for some reason. Aquaman's hanging out in the desert for a little bit. Yeah. It just, I, I don't know. I don't know if you could make a better Aquaman movie, but this one wasn't great. I found it boring. I really hope that Disney does good with the uh, the Little Mermaid remake, because it's going to have the same, like, underwater, like, hair underwater. Yeah, it, lo- sort it of looks awkward thing. in Aquaman. But hopefully Disney can can do it right. Yeah. So, do you, do you think Simmons a fine place for this? Um, I might put it under Justice League personally, but Ooh, interesting. Uh, I'm not the one rating these. Okay. So next at number six, I have Batman v Superman, which I think is dumb. I'm gonna say mediocre. Dumb. Because I feel like there it's a like a three hour long movie, and I feel like there's an hour to an hour and a half of great content here. Especially Ben Affleck as Batman. I really like Ben Affleck as Batman. Do you remember that time we did that trivia contest? 
And they asked a question about who somebody was, and I wrote down Martha, and they gave us negative points. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah. The, the Martha scene is bad. The fight between Batman and Superman I like. The Batman scene where he rescues Superman's mom is very cool. And I think I think uh, Ben Affleck plays a good Bruce Wayne and Batman. He's the first Batman who looks like he would just rip you apart in a street fight because he's huge. Here's here's my problem, because they do they might do this later in Man of Steel. Well, earlier in Man of Steel, but later in your list yeah. of Man and Steel, where uh, Superman's dad dies. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem I have with that in the original Superman. His dad dies of a heart attack, and it shows him that, like, you, you know, you can't save everyone. Yeah. That sort of situation. In this one, a tornado's coming. He could easily save no, that, his dad. That's Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like, could easily do it. His dad's just like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Yeah, I think, that, I think that's a good point you can make here as well, because I feel like Zack Snyder, he doesn't really get Superman that well. No. His Batman stuff, if this was just a Batman film, would be great. That's the best part of this movie. That's why it's mediocre and not boring, because I, I like all of that stuff. The Superman stuff with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor's bad. With Doomsday. Doomsday was also bad. With killing Superman in this movie. Just, these are bad decisions. Wonder Woman's fine in it, for the however long she's in it. She's yeah. fine. Um, But yeah, I think this is, is, is some... Probably great Batman stuff. Doesn't Aquaman show up too? Uh, <laughs> Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg show up in this movie for about 30 seconds apiece because the Batman... The Flash thing is stupid. The Flash sewing up bit Oh, what, what, what he like runs back in time? Yeah. I'm talking about when Batman plays like the uh, video files on his TV uh, to look at the other heroes. Yeah. That's when those heroes appear. Flash also runs back in time to tell Batman something. That's not... And then he's like, oh, I went too far back. Yeah, which this might come to fruition in Zack Snyder's Justice League, but this has not connected to anything yet. No, not really. So this movie has a lot of bad and some good, but mostly bad. I'm giving it a mediocre. Next is Wonder Woman 1984. We gave it an entertaining in the review you just heard. I don't know what else to say. Um, I feel like... It's just confusing. Yeah, I feel like we can talk about it a little more when I talk about the next films. Number four, I put Man of Steel, which I don't think is as a fun movie as Wonder Woman 1984. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's something there that Wonder Woman 1984 doesn't have. It's, it still has some boring moments. Yeah, it's it, Yes, it's boring, and I don't like him killing Zod at the end, and they destroy Metropolis. But I feel like Henry Cavill is Superman, and seeing him become Superman is the best part of this movie. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not like in the original where you're you're sitting there for, like... Yeah, he, he goes into the... 30 minutes or something. Yeah. And, and he I, spends, like, 10 years in the... Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, that's weird. But Henry Cavill becoming Superman in this film... And Henry Cavill looks great with that beard. Oh, yeah, yeah, when he's uh in, in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, that's very... All that's great stuff. Just... Him fighting Zod and killing him and destroying Metropolis, and it's boring at times. That weighs it down, but I feel like there's something there. There's like a heart there that Wonder Woman 1984 really doesn't have. Next at number three, I put the original Wonder Woman, which I think is a great movie up until that fight with Ares. Yeah. I, I feel like the fight is a little... 
I don't know. It's, it's just poorly executed. Ares has his mustache for some reason. Why didn't they just put him full CGI armor? He would have looked better like that. And then it's like, they're just matching each other's powers. Like, oh, I throw a car at you. No, I block your car and throw lightning at you. No, you didn't. I. It's like two kids playing with action figures and, like, not accepting what the other kid is saying to them, you know? Yeah. It, it, uh, I, you know, I don't remember that part of the movie very well. I remember more of, like, her, like, fighting Nazis. No, yeah, every, no, this is in World War One. Oh. Fighting Germans. But the trench scene where she, like, walks out the trench. Yeah. And her taking out that sniper in that town. And all that is very great. Just the last 20 minutes or so of this movie. Heard it enough to put it at number three. I still think it's probably an entertaining to excellent. I'd give it. I, I would give Man of Steel a, a mediocre to entertaining. So number two is Birds of Prey. Which we watched this morning just to refresh ourselves because I needed to decide if it's number two or number one. We watched it in theaters when it first came out. Yeah. Weeks before. Weeks before. All this happened. Everything got destroyed. But Birds of Prey is number two for me. But I'm going to throw a caveat is that it depends on what you're looking for. Birds of Prey is more entertaining than number one. It's more of a fun watch. But I feel like there's not as much seriousness or touching moments. I feel like number one has more touching moments and more seriousness, but Birds of Prey is very fun. It's like the Thor Ragnarok of the DCEU. I love Birds of Prey because it's such like a strong movie. Mm -hmm. Like you see all these strong female characters just getting things done. I feel like I might have put it number one if it wasn't for the weird way it structures its story in the beginning. I love the way, like, there's no other way to structure this story. Because it's like, everything is happening at once, and you have so many characters, and it's the only way to do it so each character gets a good amount of screen time. And if if you just tried to do the linear story, you're going to be cutting off people because what do people really want to see is Harley Quinn. Yeah, I feel that. Just Maybe you're right, they cut away from Harley Quinn too much or they did it my way. But there's a scene where like she talks about who the Huntress is. And then they're like, okay, that's done. And then later in the movie when she's holding up that restaurant to find out where Harley Quinn is, Harley Quinn's like, oh wait, I forgot to tell you the rest of her story. You know? She's not trying to find where Harley Quinn is. Who's she there for then? She's there to figure out... So she's already killed... Like the, the mob leader... And his two goons. He, he She's trying to find Zaz, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, well, when she shows up there, Holly Quinn, like, does a voiceover and is like, I forgot to tell you the rest. And I don't know if that would have fit better if they just told her complete story when they first introduced the character. But that happens a couple times in this movie where it's like, I'm going to tell you some of it, and then we're going to go along, and then I'm going to come back and be like, oh, I forgot to tell you the rest. No, she doesn't, she doesn't forget to tell people the rest. She's just like, so they're talking about the murder of the the family or whatever mm -hmm. and that's where it's giving you the information on the diamond yeah it's not giving you any information on the girl i get yeah i guess you're right it's just i don't know you might be right that i am right that they couldn't do it more linearly i'm assuming there's a bunch of smart people who tried to put this movie together and this was the best way they figured it out so that's number two is birds of prey number one is shazam which courtney hasn't watched yet and I really didn't want to watch because I thought it was going to be dumb. Because Listen, 
the the previews for the movie just make it seem like a dumb movie. Like the whole all of the preview like the 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 trailers for it. They all just mm. seem dumb. Like him walking through the mall, charging people's phones, and then they blows up their phone or something. Yeah, I mean that stuff happens. I don't think it's dumb. It fits with the tone of the movie and all that because it's a fourteen year old boy who becomes like this Superman type character and he's like I don't know what I can do. I'm still a 14-year-old, and I'm, I'm just going to, like, hang out. Like, he he tries to... He, he, like, shows off his powers for people and gets money that way, and then he goes and, like, buys all the video games in the store and things like that. Like, it, it works, I think. And it's also very touching because he's, like, an orphan whose mom... He's not an orphan. His mom's still alive, but she left him at a carnival and, like, just walks away from him. And then the cops come and try to find her, but they're like, we can't find your mom. You're an orphan now. And he bounces between foster homes, and he finally finds this one who's like, we don't care that you're gonna keep running away or doing all these things. This is your home. We're gonna nurture you. And, like, he grows to accept that this is his family now, and he stops looking for his mom. And it's, it's very touching in that way. It, it you know it's a story about family and also I thought the villain was very well done. His motivations make sense uh, as opposed to most of the villains in, in the other DCEU films. And I thought I thought it was it's very fun. It's not as funny as Birds of Prey, but it has enough moments to still be a pretty funny movie. And it's also touching. And I thought it was very good. It just doesn't seem like I'd be into it, honestly. You're like. Oh, yeah, he goes and he just buys all these video games, but also he's sad. He's not sad by the end. He's, ju- he's just like, oh, you know, I have I have superpowers. I'm a 14-year-old boy. What am I going to do with superpowers? I'm going to, like, walk around town and pretend I'm this great hero. Well, I have a question. Yeah. He gets these superpowers. Yeah. I assume he gets them early in the movie when he's still searching for his mom before he's like, oh, this is my family. No. No? No, he gets them once he be he after he moves in with this family. He, well, I know he gets them after he moves into the place. Mm-hmm. I'm saying before he like accepts them as his like family. Yeah, he gets them before then. So why wouldn't as this 14-year-old who's bent on trying to find his mom use his superpowers to try and find his mom? He does find his mom. You just think back when when you were a young kid. If you suddenly had, I was responsible. If you had great powers, I was responsible. Now the first thing I would do, because because they they this is what him and one of his foster brothers do. They go out and he's like his foster brother's like, okay, I'm gonna videotape you. Here's what. Let's see if you have super strength. And then they they test out his super strength. Like let's see if you can fly. And then they post him on YouTube and like he just tries to like pretend he's like this super famous hero. And like that's exactly that makes perfect sense. That's exactly what a 14 year old boy would do. Use your powers I, for self-gain. Maybe I wouldn't get this movie. Like, I wouldn't understand. Because I'm not a 14-year-old boy, nor have I ever been. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um. So, maybe, I don't know. I feel like maybe it connects more to you than it would to me. I don't know. But that's my that was my favorite one. I think those, the, the only three good ones are Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey, and Shazam. I'd probably recommend you, you could watch Man of Steel and Wonder Woman 1984, but they're not good enough to for me to get a wholehearted recommendation to. We'll see what happens with the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. We'll probably do an episode where we talk about that when it comes out. Hopefully it's good. I'm assuming it's going to be four hours of darkness. You do realize we're going to have to watch Justice League again, the original one, so we can compare them. Sure. Sure. Anything for the podcast. That's how much you listeners mean to us. 
We're going to watch Justice League again for y'all. Now let's get on into our closing thoughts and Kita's Corner. What does Kita want us to know today? Kita would like to remind everyone to spay and neuter your pets and to adopt from a pet shelter instead of buying a pet through normal means and to please not abandon your pets. And she would also like to demand a little sister at some point. <laughs> now let's get on into an interesting fact. This one is that over half of all HBO Max subscribers watched Wonder Woman 1984 the day it released. And a third and final Wonder Woman movie is being fast-tracked. So if y'all liked Wonder Woman 1984, you have a third one coming. Are we sure it's the final one? Yeah, that's it's, it's the conclusion to this trilogy, is what the director said. That's weird. Yeah. And I just want to throw this out here because first, I can't believe that many people watched it in the first 24 hours. That's insane. And secondly, I also want to point out that more people watched Soul than watched Wonder Woman, which is also crazy. Well, I mean, lots of people have kids. Yeah, it's just, I mean, that I guess the part that more people watch Soul than Wonder Woman is not crazy. It's the fact that over half of all HBO Max subscribers watched Wonder Woman, and then even more people than that watched Soul in the first day. So these are, it's doing gangbusters for these Well, I mean, companies. you gotta, we gotta figure out how many people have HBO Max. Yeah, I guess. I don't know if I could dig that number up real quick. But. Yeah, because cause it's like, well, over half of HBO Max users watched Wonder Woman. But, like, versus how many people Disney Plus has. And you can get Disney Plus for, like... With, like, your Verizon subscription and stuff. That, that is true. So, I think Disney Plus has, like, 60, 70 million users. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's like, well, more people watch it, sure. Because yeah. it's a new thing out on Disney. So That is true, but just... I, I think that this is showing that releasing these movies on your streaming service is it's a way to go for these movie companies, and... I know HBO is going to release all their new movies in the 2021 calendar year on HBO Max. So I'm just curious to see how this changes how movies are released, even when we're not in quarantine anymore. And also, it's crazy. Wonder Woman's getting a third movie, and uh, they haven't even tried to make Man of Steel 2 yet. What confuses me is that movies are still like trying to do the theater thing, and it's not safe to do the theater mm -hmm. thing. Like that new Tom Hanks movie. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. Like, I think I, it's... I, I don't... It's a, it's a Western. I think it's Tom called Hanks. History of the World. Something like that. Something like that. But I really want to watch it, but it's only in theaters, and I don't think that's safe. Yeah, I don't I don't know what studios are thinking with some of these releases. I mean, our movie theater's not even open, but yeah. I wouldn't go anyway. Even if it was, no. So anything else you want to talk about before we head on out of here? USPS, why do you do this to me? <laughs> why? And uh, next episode, just to give y'all a heads up, we're doing a Pokemon-themed episode. Yeah! We're going to talk about our favorite starters from every gen, our favorite non-starter Pokemon from every gen, and our favorite legendary, legendary Pokemon overall. So that's going to be a fun episode. We have a bunch of ideas, but nothing's set in stone. We want to get this Pokemon episode out next, though, because we, we're really excited for that one. Yeah, and you know, uh, since I post a lot of pictures on the instagram of pokemon cards and stuff like that i feel like it would yeah be good we did those card openings on youtube and the pokemon uranium let's yeah. play on youtube that y'all should go check out if you want more of that content the best way to get more of it is to watch it i enjoyed making it courtney enjoyed making it she enjoyed getting 
better pools than me. Yeah. And if you, you know, you want us to do more Pokemon opening, or if you want me to join in with the Pokemon Uranium, uh, let us know. Yeah. I think Courtney wants to do more Pokemon openings. That's I like being better than Alex at anything. <laughs> so thank you all for watching this episode, or listening to this episode. As as you do, I don't know. You can watch it on YouTube if you want it, but you're just gonna look at all logo. It's a blank screen. No, basically. it's all logo. It's a logo. It's a logo, yeah. I designed the logo. Yeah, and if y'all want shirts with that logo on it, go to Patreon.com and join our community. And if we get enough members, yeah. eventually, let's, we don't have shirts right now. No, no, we have a goal where if we get X number of Patreons, we'll start making shirts. Patrons, not Patreons. They're not. They're not. They're not EV evolutions. <laughs> Once we get enough patrons. Or uh, start making much. So go check that out on patreon.com slash nerds Thank y'all for listening to this episode. Bye! Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on patreon.com slash nerds If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.